In the multitude of counsel, there is safety. Welcome to the All Things Then podcast, a vision inspired by the truth found in God's word and designed to inform, educate, and impact you in every way. My name is Akitunde Idowu, and I am your host. Join us as we embark on a journey to becoming a better version of ourselves. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Then podcast, um, where we actually learn a lot about different things. And today we are talking about love matters because it's Valentine's season. Whether you have a bay or a boo, or you have bayless or bulless, God is going to say to everyone. So the goal today is actually to learn a lot about, um, you know, um, love, um, crushes, you know, dating, relationship, and, you know, other concepts related. And today, it shouldn't surprise you that I wouldn't be speaking alone. So today I have with me um, Debbie. Um, her name is Deborah Idowu. Um, Debbie is one of my friends. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be reading her profile out because, you know, she has a very intimidating profile. I would also be introducing Mr. Olumide Ayorinde. Mr. Olumide is also my friend, a mentor, a pastor to me. Um, also, his profile will be kept away for, for now. And um, lastly, we have Temi Tokwe Adeyelu, who is, you know, fondly called Temi, you know, also a, 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 a giant in our time. Oh <laughs> anyway, so um, these folks will be um, communicating um, with myself and will be, you know, discussing these issues of love. So, guys, you can say hi now to the audience. Yeah, hi, everybody. Timmy. I'm here. I, I was I wanted like I'm being a, a polite way, a gentle lady. I wanted everybody to go first. <laughs> I, am I was doing the same thing. <laughs> okay, so hello um, everyone. Nice to be here. All right. Hi everyone. Timmy. Very nice to be here. Okay, they are doing ladies first. <laughs> now, wow. All right, so um, welcome. So now let's start, guys. Is there any difference between dating and courtship? You know, and which one is ideal? Like, at what age is any any one of them ideal? Can a teenager date, or is it courtship that you do when you're a teenager? You know, and I want you to like relate with this from your maybe your experience. So. Okay, I think. Between dating and courting and courtship, rather, the main aim here is the main difference is the purpose. Why are you dating? Why are you, why are you in the courtship? So for courtship, the purpose is marriage. Courtship has marriage in view. We're coming together because we intend to get married to each other. And we're trying to learn about each other. We're also trying to probably meet with each other, each other's families, learn about our um, our likes, our dislikes, our personalities, and all that. While for court, for dating, for the dating that I know of generally, the view is not marriage. Uh, for dating, the people involved come together based on the fact that, okay, I like you, you like me, there's a chemistry, let's see what happens. So dating is more like, is more like okay, two people that have a sense of attraction towards each other, and then they just want to come together because, okay, I like you, you like me. Let's just 
be in a relationship. So the aim, the motive of the coming together is what makes the difference for me. So dating is kind, I would say it's, it's, more, it's more on the surface because you're only coming together just because there's a sense of attraction and you just want to see. It's more like a try and error if you'd allow me. So because most times, okay, it, it, it can happen for courtship also do that. Even when we decide to get married to each other, there's still something that, that goes on along the line, but then it is purposeful. I would say courtship is purposeful while for, for dating, it's just to fulfill, let me say the, the sensual urges that you have. Okay, I like you, like me, and then let's just do this and see how we do. So it's more like, a, it's more like we are doing an hypothesis. You just want to see how this ends up, how this ends up. So some eventually may have been married, while for most of the cases that I know of, when they date, especially at a very early age, usually doesn't, doesn't end up in marriage. It's just to, to let's say, okay, I used to have this boyfriend, I used to have this girlfriend, and then the list goes on and on because the aim was just let's date and see how it goes. So that's basically it for me. All right. So I would just like take something out of what she said, of what out of what Deborah said. So she said something purposeful. She said courtship is purposeful and dating is just oh, I like you, I like you. So for me, right, I do not generally like see any difference in um, like in the, I feel like dating and courtship, they are just words. The main cocoa is that what you are doing with that person is purposeful. So that's why I said I want to borrow a word for what Deborah said. So as long as you know that whatever you are doing with your partner is purposeful, then you, I don't know, I, I feel like the most important thing is where is what you are doing heading? It's not, it's not more of what you are calling it, but what, as in the purpose of the union. I don't know. So that's, that's like what I think. So I, I'll just speak from what Debbie and Tina said. Like, yeah, it's still the same thing. In the sense that, um, like uh, Debbie said, it's about being proposed to, like, um, what, what the hand so some people might be in dating and actually what they are doing is really courtship in the sense that, okay, they, they, they have in mind that they are dating, but actually in the right sense, in the right sense of it, it's actually courtship because they have marriage in view. But for the purpose of you know, uh, differentiating it, we use, you know, the difference between them, let's say it's just marriage in view. Dating can be that, okay, let's just see, you know, let's just, if, if, I'm, if I want to propose to a girl and I have dating in mind, I won't tell the girl that I want to marry her. I mean, because I will not, I will not even go there. Not our discussion. I will not even go to that side because I don't like. I don't have the intention at first of of of, of marriage. What is courtship? If I really want to marry the J, if the guy says, then I can say, okay, this courtship. If I want to marry the girl, then I can say, okay, I want to marry you. You understand? And if it's courtship, the kind of discussion we'll be having in the in you know in the uh, at the course of the courtship is going to be quite different because it's going to be more of things that will affect you know our marriage. Okay, we can start talking about okay, how many kids do you want to have? I, I don't think that can happen in dating because we just let's just see. And like I said before, it's about purpose. Some people are actually in um, a courtship relationship and they still call it dating. Do you understand? But you know, when it comes to teenagers and when it comes to you know Christian, you know the kingdom of God, you know, we always want to defend it so that as teenagers can know that, okay, and then we try to discourage, you know, the second question is that the idea for a teenager to go into a dating, you know, we, we, we tend to defend it so that 
um, our teenager will know the right thing to do, and then so that they will not fall victim of this thing. That, okay, you should not even say you want to try something out. Just, just once, once you are ready for marriage, or once you think that okay, you want to marry this girl, then you know it's cost you. So it tends to discourage dating in the right sense because of the many things involved. So uh, that's the thing. Wow, this is this is very good. Um, so uh, again, now when you look at um, the word dating and you look at it from the perspective of teenagers I, I believe teenagers will probably think that like that's that's like a term they can use because it's something associated with their age you know a lot of them feel like okay you know no commitment it's just exactly. two people who are just like just friends trying to know more about each other yes you know they, they at least you know <laughs> there's chemistry plus you know you you have an opportunity to now have somebody that you are dedicated to that will be calling mm. you regularly mm. and be like i'll be eating you know and all those things like that mm. now yeah, is you. there is where are you <laughs> you make your hair somebody is, you do video calls exactly. and say no i love, I love the hair yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, so if yeah. if you now consider all of this, you know there's a need to fulfill an emotional um, maybe gap within the heart of a teenager. Mm. What do you suggest that a teenager does with that emotional, uh, um, would I say, burden that they have? Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, can you be a little bit clearer with your question? What do they? Okay. Okay. So. We all have emotions. I mean, growing up, every one of us, we had emotions, you know. We were in wood and um, we were in wood and, you know, whatever. But we were human beings who could also feel, who could um, love people, who could like people. And definitely, you know, for even most ladies, especially Debbie and Tammy, you know, you notice that, like, they had a lot of crushes, right? People they've crushed on and people that have crushed them. But you know, thanksgiving. Nobody crushed me. I'm still alive. alive. <laughs> so, but the question is, at that time, you know, you have these emotions that you feel. You have this, um, um, you know, feeling. Some call it infatuation. Some call it, you know, crush. Whatever it is, what do you do with that feeling, right? And and do you feel? Do you think it's um, maybe like a, a a bad thing for a teenager to go into dating? All right, so can I can I go first? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, let me just you know talk from experience. I was I think um I came to the yeah. ask this question a while ago, and my reply was I remember that time <laughs> when I had this huge crush on somebody that was my classmate in university, and oh. I would, how I handled oh. it. <laughs> 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 How I handled it, okay. So, because I knew that I, I, from a very young age, right, I saw I had this friend in secondary school that dated somebody, and then the guy eventually broke up with her, and she was not herself. Like she wasn't reading in school. She was ha. It was as like if she, like, she lost. Nobody a, recovers. A, I'm telling you, it was as if she lost a mother or a father. It was so bad, and That's I crushed at her. And I looked at her and I was like, God, I never want to be in this situation. And the only way I felt like, oh, I will never be in this situation is if, if the first person I date is the person I will marry. 
Mm. So I never opened up my heart. Like I was very careful so that as in, I will not chop breakfast. So this, person, <laughs> so this person came and I had a huge crush on him. And I remember that they would teach us stuff in class. And I understood though. I understood this uh-huh. thing. I will not go and meet him and say I don't understand. <laughs> and it was so nice. So he would take the time out. He would say, okay, I should come out on Saturday. Then he would take the time out to teach me. Even when he's teaching me, I understand though. I'll still be saying I don't understand. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so shall cut the long story short. How I handled my crush. All right. I feel like it's the mentality that I knew I wasn't, I understood that. Um, I did not want to, I wasn't ready for marriage. And the purpose as to why I should go into any relationship for marriage, right? So I had to, that was just what held me back from like them wanting more. But obviously I was human. I was feeling some things. And that was why, that was what led me to like do those things I did, right? So I, I'm, I was telling that story. So it doesn't look like as if we are, um, we haven't experienced it or we just we are just telling you something that hasn't happened to us. So I've been there, guy. I've, <laughs> I've done some crazy things because of crush. <laughs> don't worry. Crazy things that are still in the bounds of, you know, I don't know, of the bounds of like doing the right thing, something like that. Anyways, um, no, I don't know. I've, I've missed my words. But I would just say that that was just what kept me, like what did not make me want more. I'm not ready for marriage. This person that I'm crushing on is like my age mates. In the next three, four, five years, he's probably also not ready for marriage. And if we start something that we we don't even know when, we don't like have like a a plan because we're currently in school. Marriage is not what any guy that is in 200 level, 300 level is thinking of. And if we start something now, it will be easier to do stuff that we shouldn't be doing as believers. So I don't know, that's what, that's like one thing that just, you know, kept me from going past having a crush. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think that's very very good because, um, okay, so um, let me come from the perspective of the word of God now. So if you look Um, at the Bible, actually, in Ecclesiastes, okay. Before you before you talk, so I, can, I want to make this much. So I just want to talk on you know um, the issue on ground. So uh, on okay. what I think started be started if I'm not mistaken. Maybe that I just put down. Started me. Oh, I'm very sorry. You know, yeah, I was saying, you know So what she said, you know, is quite very. I mean, it's like the same thing happened to me, or you know, in a kind of different way. Anyway. You know, um, it, it's the fear, like to her now, the story is that it's the fear of um, chopping breakfast and then, you know, not ready for marriage and, you know, all of those things can happen. So, get her and then get her to manage her emotions. The same thing for me, you know, when I, or maybe quite similar anyway, when I started having crushes on ladies and, you know, all my friends were going to relationship and all of those things. And it was very, it's a fitting day now. So, like, okay, this is the wife of this one, this is the husband of this one, like it's just a normal thing, you know, that time. But then, one thing that kept me was mantles we were being given. <laughs> was, um, I think the book of First Corinthians chapter six or so, where the was talking about um, what, what was saying that if a if a man joins himself with an alloy, it becomes one body. 
So, and then in our church that time, they used to tell us that if any man sleeps with a woman, you know, maybe out of marriage or, you know, kind of marital sex, like all the problem of that lady becomes that <laughs> guy. And then, like, the problem with me, and then the guy will carry more problems. So, but was no more problem. <laughs> it was that fear. Like, and I mean, I was very careful of my future. I knew I had a very big future. So, and I'm very jealous about that. Okay, like, I'm guarding it. Like, oh, I don't want any, because I knew that if I go into a relationship that time, you know, it's somehow, somehow, something like that will want to happen because there will be nothing to do again. Okay, I'll be eating, we meet, we meet today, we meet tomorrow. Mm. Somehow, somehow, you know, mm. doing what we don't want to do. Mm. You know, it's emotions and you cannot, you cannot so much cross your heart, you know. You can fall victim as teenagers that time. So it was because of that, I was just afraid. I was just, I was just be playing with all the guys. But nothing after that. I knew that, okay, I knew that I loved this guy. But then I would not, I would not open my mouth. And it was not because of fear. But not, I knew that if I open my mouth, this guy will say yes. But I will not because I'm just very afraid of those things. You know, in as much as fear is negative at times, you know, in this kind of situation, it can help planet. Yeah. So um, that's one way of understanding the scriptures, actually. And it's true. If a man joins himself with an adult, he becomes one body with him. They are not actually lying to us. So, if a man understands the scriptures also, the word of God is very powerful. So if our teenagers understand the scriptures, no, it, it is a sure way of, of managing our emotions. The Bible says, guide your heart with all diligence. So it is all of those things. If we understand the scriptures very well, it's just going to help us in that, okay, it's just, let's just give it time. And then giving it time, I mean, time is one of the surest ways. Just give it time. All those things that is always doing your body exactly, like, everything will come exactly. down. <laughs> I remember the lady that time. When I saw this lady, I fell in love like totally. <laughs> I could not think. I could not, I could not think. I just I knew that there was a silence. There was a silence. A voice man was down. In my there, was, there was a silent voice in my speech that this lady is not for you. This lady is not for you. But no, like, like when I met, I went to meet the lady. I thought I want to marry her. Lady said I should go and meet the pastor. Lady said I should go and meet the pastor. So for you to know, I'm very serious. I went to meet our pastor that lady I want to marry. She said I come and meet you. Our pastor was telling me emphatically that you know that was efficient. I think he was sharing with me efficient about ten but something. So he was saying that do not be a fool, uh, not knowing the will of God. I said I'm afraid. He said I'm afraid. I said, I'm afraid. I said go and pray again. Like one week I came back. I'm afraid. <laughs> it's the same thing, but. You know, even the visions I was having it was negative, but I was interpreting it positively that no, now we can go in this journey together. But you know, that, that's that's the essence of the word of God, and you know, knowing the um, the will of God for oneself. It was the night before I went to meet our pastor. He just appeared to me in, in a vision, and he was telling me that um, why are you disturbing me? She you have already made your decision. I knew that God would not want me to have it. So and like I could not, I knew, but I could not go, I could not get out of it. It's like I'm hooked already. It was it was very painful, and I was like crying. That God, I can't. I love this. I cannot. And God said He will help me. Actually, and He helped me. So the lady now, it was now the thing is that later when I saw this lady, when God has helped, when I saw this lady, you no, know, I you know see now I never went back to the lady to, to get my answer. She said, okay, <laughs> she be thinking about it. Like I never you know, many years has passed. I never went to the lady and say, okay, Alpha, what's what's my what's my answer? You know, yes. I later saw this lady. And then I was like, how did I come to love this lady? I cannot imagine myself being in a relationship with this lady. So if I had married her, or if I had gone to this relationship, maybe this thing will have happened. Yeah, there will be. She just do small, small thing like this, and I'll just say, I'm not doing it again. Because the thing just vanished. The love that has been there before. So 
when we also learn to give it time, all of, all of those things can, you know, everything that is just boiling can, can actually calm down. Exactly. So yeah. I was going to say something similar to that. That another reason one should not make rash or nasty decisions based mm -hmm. on the fact that you're crushing on somebody is because this crush feeling, they are temporary and they come up, they go down. So it's not something you can rely on and say, I want to make decisions based on it because the crush will go. We're able to talk about people who are crushed, we are crushing on now because from secondary school, because we're no longer crushing on them. So it's, it's like a thing of the past already. Mm -hmm. But then if we had made very um, rash decisions based on that, there may, be, there may be actions that that will still be telling on us till now. So that's why the understanding that, okay, this, this feeling that I'm having is not a permanent feeling. It's not going to be like this forever. Would help you to control yourself and not make um, nasty, nasty uh, actions and not take um, nasty steps that would, that you let that you later regret. Because in the long run, just just like Bro Lumidi said, when you give it time, you see that it's actually not there to stay. Mm. Thank you. Okay, so I was just going to add that you know, um, just like the book of Ecclesiastes says that don't stay up love until the time is right. The thing is that um, the, the issue of love, right, is actually for a set time. And that's because it requires a lot of things. It requires for you to have it and what God wants from you. It requires that you also, you know, have the maturity to handle um, issues that would be coming from it. Because, you know, definitely when two people are coming together to say that, okay, yeah, we want to get to know better about each other or want to, you know, end up being married. Uh, you know, there are certain issues that would come up just the same way you don't always agree with your friends, you know, that's even not a relationship. So these are all issues that are likely to like weigh in. And that's why the Bible actually says that, you know, we should allow for um, us to get my matured before we actually venture into something related to, you know, dating or courtship as the case may be, right? But then, you know, I've had instances where, you know, someone might challenge you and say something like, oh, I know of a couple who met in secondary school, for example. And, you know, they started dating since that time and they actually got married. And maybe they are still married. What do you say to that kind of case? Mm. <laughs> well, that happens truly. But then when you count maybe um, out of maybe five, five secondary school students that were dating, probably, I don't even think, let's just say out of 10, probably you find one. Mm -hmm. Cases like that are actually very rare. Mm -hmm. So we cannot, we cannot generalize, we cannot make mm -hmm. decisions based on a circumstance that is actually rare. What generally holds is that when you date early enough, you don't have, you don't, anyways, even when you grow, even when, you're old enough for it. You probably don't have audition, but then you are not ready. You are not ready yet. Probably you're not even physically mature yet. You're not financially ready. You're not emotionally ready for that kind of relation relationship. And then you get into it. So at that level, it's more like a distraction and not even a plus. Mm. So it's not advisable. Go just like um I can tell you quoted from the Bible now that don't stay up. Um, love when the time is not right and don't make decisions based on um based on a based on a minority a minority um facts you can't say because there are few there are people that that 
they start dating from secondary school and it works. Like I said, that circumstance is a very rare one. It doesn't happen like that um, most of the time. The one I even know of, they used to be they used to be secondary school lovers um, also, and then uh, they went their separate ways, and they eventually came back together and got married. But in the long run, that lady is not the lady that the guy used to know before, and the marriage didn't. Be, although they got married, and you probably want to say yes, they were dating from separate. And they eventually got married, but then the marriage is actually not um, the way it's meant to be. Married, the marriage is not is let me just say it's nothing to write home about. And I know of a cousin of mine that used to, that used to be very very um, in a very romantic relationship with a lady, and his sister was going to get married to the, the girl. They were like sixteen and seventeen then, but then there was this. He was so zealous. Don't worry. I was like, be careful. I was like, no, we're going to get married. I'm going to remind you in the future. I was, it was even how you reminded him later. So it was like, I've grown up, I've grown up. That was just a statement he kept repeating. So there's a need to, to be mature enough for that, um, for that kind of thing because relationship actually goes beyond, I feel you, you feel me. It's a commitment, it's a decision. So that there are a lot of things that it entails also that goes beyond chemistry. So that's it. Mm. Very good perspective. Timmy, do you want to chip in anything before? Um, I think she has said it all. She has said it all. Like, is is if out of everybody that will say, if you even check, if you check stories of people that say they met when they were younger, there's always something. There's a there's this popular couple that someone told me about that they, they started dating when they were younger and in the middle of like the relationship, they did some things they were not supposed to do, right? And eventually they ended up together. But I'm 100% sure that if they had waited, just like how, um, I think it was Deborah that, that mentioned that you need to give time to your, to your feelings to be sure that those feelings are right, right? If they had waited and given time to their feelings, those things that they ended up being involved in, they might have not done it. So at the end of the day, you can't use like a minority value to make decisions in your life. One out of 10 people end up being together. And even when they end up being together, there's always one comma, comma. You now want to use that one to decide whether or not you should enter a relationship as a teenager. Please don't do that to yourself. Don't cause problem that. Don't go and poke problem that is sitting down dead, dead, where it is. Wow. Nice. Okay, so um, what do you then suggest that people do with their um, emotions when they are teenagers? Because obviously, you know, we, we all want to be, we want to feel loved and cared for, you know, especially for people maybe who did not get attention from their parents or maybe like affirmations from their parents that they are beautiful or that they are amazing or intelligent. You know, when a guy starts giving that, you know, or when a lady starts telling them that, you know, it kind of resonates with them and, you know, it brings in this confidence that, oh, this person values me, cherishes me. And, you know, that might just be a, a, um, a foundation for building um, something that might then end up being a relationship, though they know that, like, they are not ripe for it. Mm -hmm. What do you then suggest that people do with their emotions at the time when they are still not ready? you know, to be engaged or to be married? All right. Um, 
for me i would say just build friendships like build friendships a guy doesn't have to it doesn't have to come from a guy that you are beautiful for you to know that you are beautiful your girl like your friends your female friends can give you those affirmations your female friends can make you feel loved i have a friend that hypes me up so much that i we, we started being friends recently we started being friends in 2021 and ever since i like started being friends with her my how will i put it my insecurity about not being in a relationship as reduced even if it is it is not where i want it to be but it has seriously reduced because she's like my hype woman she hypes me up she makes me feel beautiful she compliments me you know when i'm worried i can call her so i want teenagers to understand that it's not until you have a boyfriend <clears throat> or until you have a guy in your life before you can feel loved your female friends can make you feel loved even your male friends like guys are not just existing for romantic relationships right you can also be friends with guys and your male friends can also make you feel loved and it will be it will, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship it, it can be like friendship so my own is is don't, people should stop focusing on like you know that do you know that that a lot of the time people work on building romantic relationships as opposed to building like normal friendships the energy that you put mm. into building romantic relationships, do you know that you're supposed to put that same energy into like your normal friendships? That's why like a lot of the times our friendships don't last because we don't feed them the way we feed, the way we ought to feed them. So if you feed your, your platonic relationships, like your friends, your male and your female friends, I'm telling you, you would, you will feel, <clears throat> you won't feel that pressure of like finding somebody because those things that you think you can get from a guy, you can also get it from your from your female friends. You can feel loved by your female friends or generally your friends. So I I I my advice is just build friendships. Put that aspect of romantic relationships at one side and just build friendships. Be intentional about your friendships. Read books with your friends. Like <clears throat> Um, plan goals with your friends like just you know those things that you want to do like i don't know just just build friendships that's my advice okay i'd just like to add that probably for now you're not able to um build a circle of friends yet you're still probably working on it or you don't have friends yet it's still not an excuse for you to now say, okay, I'm going to just fall down flat on the um, flat tree of a particular guy because a particular guy is showing me, and you know the time is not right. Probably you even know that's it's it's a wrong thing to do. But then because I don't have any other option, no other option, and nothing, nothing is going to be able to to um, to raise the fact that being in a relationship or accepting. Um, a particular feeling or arousal just because you're not feeling love is, is, is enough for you to take that kind of decision. Don't forget that Jesus really, really loves you, no matter what is going on with you, no matter if your mm -hmm. parents are not, um, are not showing you the love, you can always feed on the word of God. There are many love messages that Jesus is saying to you via the word of God, he loves you very much, he cares about you, and always tell it to God, pour your heart to God. 
when I was growing up, I know like my parents didn't love me, but then there was this, just like, just like a market today, so there was this feeling of acceptance. Okay, I used to, I used to um, come first in school, but then it was not like a norm. So well, my friends used to tell me of how, if they even come second, if they come third, they buy Don't them bicycles. They, they it do happened this, to me too that. in my law school. They got a lady ready to And me, I did, I just got, wow, you did well, well done. <laughs> yes, just uh, exactly. It was the same thing with me too. So it made me feel like, ah, nobody loves me in that family. This, that. But I just thank God for God that no matter what is happening, they actually do love you. They may not be able to, you know, give you everything you want. Maybe they don't say it as often as you want them. Maybe they don't buy you things. It's still not a reason for you to drop that conclusion that okay, they don't love me and I should look for love. Maybe for instance, there's now a guy that ah, he came first. Yeah, let me buy you lunch. Let me give you. Then fall down at the feet of the guy because of that. No, it's not. It's not a reason. But I pray that we have better understanding of this by God's grace and we learn to lean on the love of Christ for us, even if any other kind of love is lacking by God's grace. Amen. Uh, my, my own perspective would be that there's there's so much that can be done, you know, during these um, 10 years um, in terms of, uh, one, discovering yourself, like know the potentials that you carry and know like how far you can go. Grow, grow as much as you can, explore um, the opportunities that lie ahead of you. And if you're even busy with that already, that's like one area that like you, you wouldn't even allow you to have time to be thinking about all this mushy, mushy stuff. Right, yes, people will come with Valentine, you know. Um, some young ladies or girls will get cakes, get flowers, get all those things. Those things are temporary. Do you understand? Like they are really temporary. Like literally, I can go and buy flower for myself too, just to pepper people, and I'll post it on Instagram. Oh, I received this thing. <laughs> I was even making a joke on my birthday that you know, this one that I didn't, I don't have a girlfriend that. You know, who will do parana for me? Who will, you know, do birthday <laughs> celebration for me? Right, that maybe I will just go and buy one cake and then I will now post on Instagram and say that, wow, I got a lot of cakes. I know this is like, boy, it's just peer pressure. So, that, and that's actually what Yeah, people actually do it. And you would see all those things and you start putting pressure on yourself. So, don't bother yourself. Focus more on, you know, growing. Focus more on discovering who you are, knowing your identity. Sometimes even all these issues of um, um, self-esteem and issues of, you know, um, trying to like seek affirmation elsewhere as, as to whether you are beautiful or whether you're intelligent or all those things like that comes from a deep-seated um, 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 place of a vacuum that, you know, you don't, you have not filled yet. And, you know, this your teen age can really be an opportunity for you to, like, discover who God, you know, has said you are, right? When you discover those things, you will just feel like, you know, you're just whining in your yeah just, you know, all those things like that. So we just need to, like, discover all those things. And then, like, you know, that's another time to, like, just, you know, um, just make your fellowship with God even stronger. Because when you're going to get married, when it gets to that point, when you have to like make the choice of a partner, you have to make decisions like that. They are very, very critical decisions. Who you marry, you know, how you, um, um, the career choice you make. These are all things that like they affect the, the journey of your life. And so like, you don't just want to make those decisions cheaply. So if you don't already have a strong relationship with God, where you're already hearing God for yourself, 
where you can discern and know what is God's will or what is not God's will. Then perhaps when you get to that time when you have to make those decisions, you know, you will just see that like you are not empowered to make those decisions. Then don't make yourself, you know, used. A lot of young ladies, you know, when during their teenage years, you know, they've already engaged in all, all sorts of things, maybe by virtue of peer pressure. And this is not to condemn a, a, anyone. Like God still loves you. But, you know, just telling you that if you, are, if you engage in those actions, those things, they have consequences because that's the law of life. For example, if you started engaging in sex, you know, at your teenage, right? When you, when that, you have created a desire, you have opened up an area of your life that ought not to have been opened up. Sex is actually an exclusive preserve for people who are married. So when you open yourself up to having sex at an age where God has not designed it for you, you will just see that like the person will just become like a dog, right? Because they will just keep needing, you know, sex continuously. So they, you see them, once they leave another partner, the only thing they can give the next partner is sex and like that, like that, like that, like that. So don't open up yourself to, you know, injuries, to pains that, you know, you cannot sustain again. So I, I'm not condemning anyone. If you're already engaged in that, you know, we are going to pray for you at the end of this podcast that God is going to grant you the grace and is going to save you from, you know, whether it's an addiction or whatever it is. But just encouraging you that if you have not found yourself in that um, circle where you are already making decisions as such, then this is an opportunity for you to invest yourself, invest in yourself you know, develop yourself, your communication skills, your career path, you know, build quality friendships. People are the ones that will really help you in life. Those are the people that God will use to also help you. So build quality friendships, have mentors that, you know, that can guide you and and and, and really help you scale your life on, on, on a very exponential level. And with that, I think that like everybody would, you know, really achieve the destination God has set for them. Mm. One, one more thing I would like to add to this question, right, is a lot of the time, right, this desire to date, if you really, really look deep down, is because of peer pressure. You, are, you actually don't want to date. It's because oh, you're just, you're seeing people and you're seeing stuff that is happening. So you feel like you want it, but you really don't want it. And that's how peer pressure works. So a lot of the time, mm-hmm. when you have those feelings, just tell yourself, I'm just feeling pressure. I'm just, you know, it's because of what I'm seeing. I don't actually really want it. So maybe you can reduce the amount of Bella Niger <laughs> on Instagram that you, <laughs> that you look at or how, how we make stories you watch on YouTube. So you can just reduce those things so it doesn't affect you so much and it doesn't make you um, desire something you know you're not ready for. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, okay, so let's talk about um, this. What should someone who is already engaged in premarital sex? Yeah, there are some teenagers already who are already engaged in premarital sex and, you know, they feel like they're in circles. They don't even know what to do anymore because um, now they, they have engaged in something that was designed for another time, another phase of their life. What can you say about that what can you guys say about you know how they can get out of it or how they can uh, um, prevent themselves from even going further uh, on that route okay i would i'd like to say that 
is first to settle it out with God, mm -hmm. to bring themselves to the same page with God. The reason is because premarital sex is sinful, because the Bible says the bed is meant to be undefiled till married. So if you have already engaged in it yet, you must come to the point that you admit that what you did, what you've been doing is sinful and it's not the will of God for you. God does not want you to be engaging in premarital sex because you're not married. So what you should do first is to go to God with a remorseful heart. You bring like with a repentant heart and confess your sins to him, your sins of premarital sex, ask for forgiveness and be rest assured because the Bible has said that when we come to him, he shall in no wise cast us away. So no matter, Bible also says that though our sins be as red as scarlet, it's going to make us as white as snow. So you have to go with that boldness that when, yes, you are going with the repentant heart. So you ask God, you set it out to God, you ask God for forgiveness because it's, it's something that is actually, um, God, it is only God who is able to actually save from sin and not even man. So you set it out to God and then you're also asking for grace. You're asking him for grace to help you not to um, engage in it anymore. So after you set it out to God and you're sure, you're confident because some people, even after asking for forgiveness, they still feel guilty. No, they still, they, they are still suffering from, has God really forgiven me? My sins are too big. I did it with many people. So you said you, you, you have got for forgiveness and be rest assured that you are forgiven. And then whoever it is that you've been engaging it with, you have to call it quit. And you have to be very, very assertive with the way you say it. You have to let the person know of how God has encountered you. You've laid it down, you've laid, you've laid it down to God on the cross and that you are a new person. Because the Bible says when we're in Christ, it's going to uh, make us a new creature. So you you uh, spill it out to whoever it is you're involved with, you were involved with, that it's a no-no anymore and that you won't do it again, even as God will be helping. So you have to call it whatever relationship you've been in that, that you've been engaging in premarital sex in, you have to call it quit. You have to end it with the person. And most, and if probably you still, you still keep getting, getting the urges, like I said, pray. And also I can actually advise that you talk to a trusted person about it not probably not a fellow teenager like you but maybe somebody in your church that you can trust that you know that your secrets are safe are safe with you can talk to the person forward for further guidance on on how to actually keep resisting the urge when you have the urge what i can also say is that you distract it you can actually distract it by praying probably praying praying in tongues if you are able to and you can also distract it by, it can be anything, you can distract it by singing spiritual songs, you can distract it by, by, by just by, by doing things that are not in relation with it. And also to, to resist the or to stop that, that sinful habit, you, you also have to desist for, from anything that, that even bring, that brought you to it in the first place. Probably is when you see the guy that you have the urge, that means you have to stop seeing the guy. Even if he's coming to say, let's talk it out, you have to cut it. You have to cut off the relationship. It probably is whenever you see some romantic movies, maybe Hollywood movies or probably pornography, it means you have to stop. Because like, I think it was discussed in one of the previous ep episodes about removing the trigger. So you have to remove whatever triggers that actually, whatever causes you to, to have that sexual urge to want to have sexual intercourse with somebody. You have to take that factor. You might be friends. Maybe the circle of friends that you have, maybe they are all doing it and it's normal to them. That means you have to, you have to stop that kind of friendship. You have to 
also co and desist from that kind of relationship and then have new set of friends that would encourage you, probably in church, that would encourage you, that would encourage you to be a better person. So, and also, like I said, have a mentor, have somebody you keep that, 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 that you can, that can hold you accountable, have somebody that you're talking to it about and the person is not condemning you, but encouraging you to be better. And very, very importantly, depend on the grace of God, keep telling God mm. about it. And I am confident that you're going to overcome it by God's grace. Wow. Wow, I mean, it has been it has been mm. very well said. Um, Timmy, do you want to say something? Yeah, she she has said basically everything. Well, I will just reiterate on like the aspect of removing every form of trigger. Like, it's so important. It's so so important. You need even music. Like sometimes she mentioned movies, even music. If you'd have to like stop listening to some sort of music for a while, you have to. You just have to anything that could trigger it you know being alone sometimes when you are alone you are maybe you are just alone sometimes it can be a, it can trigger it so try your best to not be alone um all the time and if if you feel triggered too if you are alone you can like move out go and stay amongst people um, you know i don't know just Anything, anything that could trigger those things and those feelings, just ensure that you remove it. And I'm telling you, and, and she said one more thing, the grace of God, I'm telling you, um, more than triggers, more than, you know, someone even talking to you, more than having a mentor, the power of the grace of God, the wondrous working power of the Holy Ghost, hey God, the Holy Ghost can turn, can turn whatever situation someone is in to you know to a wonderful one so just keep on depending on the holy ghost it, it might not be immediately you might decide today that um you don't want to do it anymore and you know you are you, you might be listening to this podcast and and you decide you don't want to do it again anymore and then maybe later in after a while you find yourself back again don't be condemned you, you know there's one thing that the devil used to do when you you are trying to overcome a particular form of sin and then you go back he now keeps on telling you, he, he gets into your head and he's telling you, oh, you've done it again. You can never go back. Just keep on telling him that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes, you've mm -hmm. made a mistake, right? Yes, you made a mistake, but you are now, you've gotten yourself back. You don't want to do this again. You don't let the devil get into your head and say, you've done it. You better just give up. She be the one that said you're not going to do it again. You have now done it again. You tell him, tell him that there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, you have done it right. You've have you've asked God for mercy, and He's going to continue to give you strength to overcome. So when you have some backfalling, maybe when you you backslide a little, I understand. Just pick yourself back up again and continue that journey. And I promise you, when you keep on holding on to the Holy Ghost, one day you will not just even realize how how is you will not even be you won't be struggling with it again. You there'll just be this transformation in your life that you can't even explain. So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm just going to say. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Um, quickly, I, I would just like to um, make, a, make a mention of, of something. If you're actually listening right now and um, you know you are struggling with um, either pornography, right? You're struggling with masturbation, struggling with um sexual intercourse like you are having sex and you know it within you you know that this is not god's will for your life 
you will know that you have a boyfriend and a girlfriend. And you know, this thing has nothing to do with your purpose or God's purpose for your life. You know, this is actually a good time for you to um, receive grace and receive strength from God right now, you know, to break away all those uh, negative habits, to break away all those um, strongholds in your life. And God is actually ready to receive you and save you right now. At this moment, you know, um, the Bible says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, once God saves you, right, you, you have a new slate to start clean and, and, and start again afresh. And, you know, with these lessons you have learned today, you know, you can actually receive the right guidance to tour the right path. So if you're actually listening right now, I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to take this seriously and make it a, a, a very strict decision in your life with the Holy Spirit helping you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you. For everyone listening right now who is struggling, you know, with pornography, I declare and declare that gold is broken over your life in Jesus' name. I declare and declare for everyone who is struggling with sexual intercourse or sexual abuse or, 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 or you know, just you are too addicted to sex. I declare and declare that that hold is broken over your life in the name of Jesus. For you who are struggling with masturbation, I declare and declare that that hold is broken over your life in the name of Jesus. That Christ, you know, will be the new light in your life in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that you receive grace to walk in righteousness and to walk in the strength of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. No longer will you fall back into sin in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that you are empowered with the right set of people, you are empowered with the right set, with the right mindset, and you are empowered with the help of the Holy Spirit to continue to journey in the in, in this journey of faith and to stay to stand firm against all the lust of the world and 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 the fleshly desires. In the name of Jesus, you are decree free and free indeed. In the name of Jesus, henceforth there is no condemnation for you. In the name of Jesus, and no hold of the devil over your life is is going to take charge of you in the name of jesus Amen. you are free indeed because christ has redeemed you in the name of jesus thank you father for answering our prayers for in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen. 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 thank you guys so much thank you for joining in today you know this was a very very lovely conversation and i i believe it's going to be a, a source of blessing to many people who are going to be listening to this. Um, once again, you know, happy Valentine's Day. So do well to show love to everybody around you, you know, share a gift with someone and just be good. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you have been blessed by this topic, please share with your friends and also drop reviews on the community page or our email. You can also share with us burdens on your heart or topics you would want us to talk about. Feel free to give to promote the spread of this podcast by partnering with us on our website at allthingsthenpodcast.disha.page. Thank you for your constant support. See you next week.